Hey there, Wolfpack fans. It's me again, Kenton Gibbs, bringing you another episode of Locked on Wolfpack. And this episode of Locked on Wolfpack is brought to you by Sling TV. Don't miss this week's matchup uh, between whoever your favorite teams are. If it's not the Wolfpack, right here on Sling. Sling, the TV you love for a price you'll love. Try it today. By the way, Sling has a ton of channels for you, but we're getting to that. we'll get into that a little later. Now, we're obviously going to be talking Kenton's Keys as well as the Wolfpack wins if, the Orange win if, because this is the pregame episode. Uh, I know that we're about, I want to say, three hours away from kickoff. So I want you all to know the things that you should be looking out for that I believe will be massively impactful to this game. And here's a fun fact that I, I've repeated constantly because it's I somebody showed me empirical data that I'm wrong here. The team has never lost Ken's keys, uh, lost Ken's keys by only winning one or no or none of the uh, keys laid out. They've never won a game doing that. They've never lost a game when achieving four or more of the keys. So just saying, if you if you don't think Ken's keys has any value, just tell me you don't know ball without telling me you don't know ball. All right. But anywho, stick around for all that and more on today's episode of Locked on Wolfpack. Our Locked On Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So in getting into Ken's Keys today, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to give you a fair warning that um, these keys are going to be a little lopsided. They're going to be the bar is going to be very low for the offense of what they need to do to win this game. And it's going to be very high for the defense because that to me is the only route that I see in terms of the pack winning this game. I don't, and, and I could be wrong here. I've been wrong before. I'll be wrong again in the future. But one thing that I don't see happening today is the Wolfpack offense going out and putting up, you know, 48 points and, and running uh, Syracuse off the field. I just don't see that happening. So with that in mind, I think that the the way that I'm viewing this game is very similar to probably the way that the coaches are viewing this game. And, you know, some of the uh, some of the, the viewers, you know, my main man, Dennis, always in the comments on YouTube. Dennis said that this is going to be a game where Gibson is going to have to earn his money. And I agree. That is why these keys are so lopsided to where the defense is they're barred. They're going to have to ball out. They're going to have to show and prove that they're not just a good unit. They're going to have to be an elite unit today, I believe, in order to walk out of the Carrier Dome and give Syracuse their first loss of the season. There's That's the only way there's this is going to happen. There's no way around that. I'm sorry to tell you, there is no way around that. So let's get right into it, shall we? Uh, looking at the keys, I'm going to start off with the offensive keys here. The first key is to stay on schedule. Let me get rid of my name graphic there. Anyway, the first key is to stay on schedule. Here's the deal, okay? Here's here's what I'm going to tell you more than anything else. Our offense, whether Devin Leary plays or not, I think one of the most important things that you can do to protect a quarterback that is, you know, potentially susceptible to injury or to get a quarterback who is a backup who, you know, may not have the pass capability to give them a good shot at, at having success offensively, what you need to do is stay on schedule. 
you have a lot. Coaches have a lot of plays drawn up for third and one, for second and three, for, you know, third and three. Coaches don't have a lot of plays drawn up third and nine, third and 12, third and 14, third and 15, second and 20. You don't have a ton of plays drawn up for that. And so how does the Wolfpack go about achieving that? I would say less than six penalties offensively and less than five loss of yardage plays on first downs. So the six penalties are for every down because regardless of the down and distance, offensive penalties are always going to be drive killers. And then you go look at the uh, loss of yardage plays on first downs. That sets you back. That is the type of stuff that it, it if you don't trust your quarterback to throw the ball around, with a defensive backfield that has performed well like Syracuse, and, and you're probably going to see a lot of – I could be wrong here, but I think you're going to see a lot of Williams, uh, Garrett Williams playing on uh, there, Thomas, because I think that they're going to say, hey, our best guy is going to follow around your best guy. He's got to make something happen there. I think with that setup being a, a, a potential possibility here, this team has to stay on schedule. Jordan Houston showed us what he can do a lot last game. I And I told y'all, I told everybody that Jordan Houston wasn't this terrible football player just because Demi had gone out and shown some good things. And he showed that what he can do. He can't do those things in third and nine. He can't do those things in, in you know, third and 15, second and 20. It's not, he's, he's not going to be able to do those things. So the actual tangible goal, less than six penalties offensively and less than five loss of yard plays on first down. I, I think that that is exponentially more important than almost anything else to this offense because when you stay on schedule, that's what helps a quarterback build confidence. That's what helps an offensive unit build confidence against the defense that that 3-3-5 they got rolling over there, the mob as they call it, that's a that's a tough group. It's a tough out. I've talked about it already. Their defensive line, all this unique cast of characters, their linebackers. I, I have not seen too many better linebackers than Michael Jones. I haven't. I just haven't. So, you know, uh, same thing for Wax. You, if you get behind the sticks and you let them come at you with every blitz and every every which way and all that, you're going to be in trouble. You're going to be in trouble, okay? That's that's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. That's going to be a long day for this team. And now, I touched on quarterback play a little bit earlier. I want to get back there. I talked about Devin Leary needing a certain QBR before, but again, I told y'all what QBR is. It's the, the, the total rating, the total sum of everything that you've done. 50 is average. Above 50, above average. 80 plus is like you're in, you played a great game. 90 plus, you're in Heisman territory. Um, the reality is the QBR this game, the QB play this game just needs to be serviceable. Serviceable. Not crazy. We don't need an 80. We don't need nobody to go out there and put up, you know, the video game numbers. We don't need no records broken today. We don't need nothing like that. We just need our quarterback to be serviceable. And if it's Jack Chambers, it's okay because you can your running, your running statistics count in QBR as well. So if Jack Chambers makes things happen with his legs a lot, hey, more power to him. We saw against Florida State one of the weaknesses of the 335 overall is that read option sometimes it, it you because you are blitzing guys off the edge and because at times um they may read a player who's not coming off the edge the the edge guy can get kicked out the guy that they're actually reading that player is now read for oh we're giving or hand we're giving or pulling based on what that linebacker is doing the linebacker misplays the mesh 
Katie Diz at the doorstep. Strike up the band. We're the red and white for staying and we know we are the best. That's that's what's going to happen, okay? So, with that being said, QB play just needs to be serviceable. It doesn't need to be crazy. It doesn't need to be anything great. But take care of the ball. Hit guys who are open. Make good decisions. That's it. That's it. I'm not asking for, for uh, you know, 50-yard dots. Not asking for uh, Lamar Jackson to show up and walk through those doors. Not asking for none of that. Just play good, efficient ball. If you're going to miss, miss out of bounds. Don't miss into the hands of a defender. That's that's what I want for you. That is what I want for this team. Again, QB play needs to be serviceable, 55 or higher QBR. The final key is a key that is going to play into the defense. This is an offensive key, but it plays into the defense because there needs to be rest given to the defense. The reality is this. I don't know how many points our offense is going to put up. I don't know what our offense is going to look like. I I honestly, I know there will be a lot of zone running. I know that much, but I do not know what the offense is going to look like in detail. So with that in mind, this offense needs to ensure that our defense is not wore down, beat down, tore down, no ability to, to do the things that they need to do efficiently and successfully because they're on the field for so long. The guys on the other side of the ball are on scholarship too. I promise you, even though Syracuse has been traditionally known as a basketball school, they got some football full of scholarships over there. I guarantee it. I stand by that. I know that for a fact. So with that being said, uh, we can't just continually, you know, get on the field, uh, you know, run the yield, uh, run the ball, zone on first down, get stopped, you know, get a yard or two, uh, second down, try to run it again, or maybe run a little hickory dickory. Here's more Tim Beck trickery on second down. And then third down, we're in third and forever. And we go ahead and run a screen or something and get off the field. We cannot have that be a regular reality. This defense, at the end of the day, Sean Tucker is the type of back that is prolific enough to where if you keep giving him the ball back, I don't care how good our defense has been playing. I do not care. I know what I know. And what I know is that you do not want a back like that coming downhill, no frills at you 30, 40 times again. You don't want that. That is not what you want. Because all it takes, all it takes is that one, two, maybe even three little times where there's a a hat or there's a gap and there's two hats. So you know what that means as a defense? If there's a gap where there are two hats in, there's another gap where there isn't a hat. Ooh, ooh, hold on now. Hold on now. And when you run into that territory, we had a saying on defense when I played. Stay in your gap because the ball will find it as soon as you leave it. Do you get where I'm going here? Do y'all remember the play last year against Syracuse? They hand the ball off to the right. Sean Tucker is cut off. The, 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 we got penetration. The defensive line reestablished the line of scrimmage. However, the backside guys were collapsing, trying to make a play that wasn't theirs to make. And what did he do? Oh, well, wait a minute. Now there seems to be a good good amount of room over there on the left. Back to the offense and why this is important. Give the defense rest. Because when the defense is rested, they're less likely to have mental lapses like that. It's not a guarantee. That is not going to happen. There's no guarantee. There's nothing the offense can do to guarantee that the defense is, is, you know, it doesn't matter what happens there. 
However, they can do things to make it a little easier on them. So no more than three, three and outs is my final charge offense. And again, I know, I know some of y'all are looking at me like the bars in hell. What's going on? We need to, we, we, you should expect more of our offense. I'm sorry, but I don't. I'm sorry, but I don't. I'm no fluff pieces, no hit pieces. I'll tell you what it is, what it ain't, what it could be, and what it ain't. Okay? And this is the reality. I don't expect this offense. Now, would I love to be surprised? Would I love for Jack Chambers to come out and light it up and do everything well? Absolutely. Would I love to see him look like he did at Georgia Sun just dot, 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 and using his legs? Absolutely. I'd love that. I'm saying I don't see that coming to pass. And so these are why these things are what they are for the offense. And by the way, even if he does do that, he's achieving the second uh, the second offensive key in uh, making creating a QBR that's above 55. So I'd love it. I'd love it. I, I expect him to at least be serviceable if he is the starting quarterback this game. I expect Leary to be serviceable if he is healthy enough to go this game. We got to see. Time will reveal. Time will show us what's going on. Who's what? Who got what going on? And and how we're um how we're creating opportunities for our or how we are capitalizing on opportunities that the defense gives us to score. Like I, I think that that's that's what is the the biggest thing to me. And what is the biggest thing that you should be underdog fantasy? This episode is brought to you by Underdog, the easiest place to spice up this college football season. Trust me, it is easy to get started and easy to play while you're watching your favorite team play. Underdog Fantasy is a place where you can go create an account, look at the different pick em choices, and trust me, you can go ahead and make bets on any one of them. We have selections available for plenty of games, uh, including our own. If you have Jordan Houston with, with you know more than a certain amount of rushing yards or if you think that our defense will hold Sean Tucker under a certain amount of rushing yards, doesn't matter. Go to Underdog, make their, make your own picks. Trust me, it'll work out great for you. It's easy to play and available in over 30 states. Just pick between two and five players across any team, not just the pack, and decide if they will finish higher or lower. One of the easiest fantasy games to play out there, and you can win cold hard cash in a single game. Sign up with promo code Locked On, one word, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Deposit $100, get $100 free. Go to underdogfantasy.com or find the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store or Google Play Store. Trust me, that's Underdog Fantasy, promo code locked on. One word, get in on the college football pick'em action today. So I'm coming at y'all with the defensive keys now. And like I said, these are not going to be even. These were not going to be, uh, uh, you know, a one-for-one type of deal. And I'm, I'm sorry to the defense. I'm sorry. I know it's not fair. I know it's not right. But this is just what it is. You see it in the bottom left-hand corner if you're watching on YouTube. This is Kenton's Keys episode. And I'm telling you right now, the defense, you know, to whom much is given, much is expected. And this defense, they have shown up and shown out again and again and again. And guess what? We're going to need them to do so again today if we're going to come away from this thing with a win. We're going to need that. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. So let's get right into the defensive keys. And I've actually given them four keys to winning this game. Uh, So let's start with Sean Tucker must be stopped. Ladies and gentlemen, I need to see them average 
less than 4.5 yards per carry as a team. And let me tell you why I say this. Number one, sack yards figure into uh, rushing yards. I mean, yeah, they sack yards figure into rushing yards in college, number one. And number two, if you're allowing a first down every two rushes by a team, um, especially against this Syracuse team, their receivers don't have a ton of production, not because they're terrible. I don't think their receivers are bad. Again, they're, they're lots of big body guys. And, and they, at the end of the day, they could do some things with the ball in their hands. However, why would you put it in there? Right? If, if Sean Tucker's rolling and he's doing what he got to do, why would you put it in there? Let's, the math doesn't math there. So we must stop Sean Tucker. That is the first, but not only Sean Tucker, Garrett Schrader as well, because I promise you, when teams saw Jordan Travis rush for over 100 yards, I promise you, nobody thought to themselves, oh man, we need to make sure our quarterback doesn't run the football after seeing that. This is college. This is college football. A vast majority, you don't have a ton of 30-year-old quarterbacks like you do in the NFL. You don't have a ton of quarterbacks who are going to sit in the pocket and anything they need to do outside the pocket is chop liver. You don't have that. And Garrett Schrader ain't one of them. He's not one of them. So Sean Tucker must be stopped, but the running game as a whole needs to be uh, contained at some level. I I don't think that you ever fully stop a guy like Sean Tucker, but you can contain him. You can bottle him up. You can make them have to run him a bunch of times in order to get the amount of yards that they're looking to get. All right? And how do you do that? Well, you need to prevent the big plays. I was talking about this earlier. I touched on it earlier, but let's go back to it, right? The idea that every gap, there needs to be a hat. There needs to be, oh, there's a gap. There's a hat. There's a gap. There's a hat. There's a gap. There's a hat. The way in which big plays are given up, they're given up through two ways. They're given up through two simple ways, through um, misalignment and misassignment, or I'm sorry, I guess three ways, misalignment, misassignment, missed tackles. All of them start with a miss. All of them. All of them. I'm trusting this team to be aligned because they're old. They're old. That's A misalignment's come when you got a lot of young guys who haven't played a lot or a team runs hurry up. Syracuse doesn't do a lot of hurry up to the point where it's like, Oh my God, like there's nothing you can do. Syracuse is coming. They don't, they don't go that fast as an offense. So misalignment should not be a problem. Misassignment in the running game against a run heavy team, nine times out of 10, your assignment is a run fit. A run fit is where you as a as an individual defender fit into stopping the run. Where is the gap that you are to be responsible for? Okay. So that's the misassignment aspect of it. And then the missed tackle part of it, we'll get to that a little later. But there needs to be no more than three plays of 20 yards plus. Because I don't, after watching this team, I don't think that they have enough, like, I don't think their offense has enough big-time ball players where you just got to tip your cap and say, hey, hey that, that guy, when he's playing like this, you just got to, you know, you just got to tip your cap and say, hey, okay, now do it again. I don't think they have that many ball players of that caliber. I don't, I don't think that that's the case. So uh, there needs to be a hat in every gap. There needs to be sound, fundamental defense if this game is going to be won by the pack. And now I just talked about it, but we're going to delve into it again. Finish tackles after you fit the gap. No more than eight missed tackles. That's two per quarter. 
And and just being honest, that two per quarter could really hurt us. It really could. But the hope is, the, the reality is, expecting perfection never goes well, right? When you tell players, hey, I need you to be perfect, what happens is you get guys biting down on a, a fake handoff and getting beat to the corner on the boot. Well, what does that have to do with expecting perfection, Ken? I'll answer that in this simple way. When you expect perfection, you expect something that is not attainable, okay? When you expect something that is not attainable, what you've created at that point, what you've created when you're asking for something that's not attainable is a mindset within the players of, oh, I've got to be Superman. I've got to do it all. I've got to make it happen. I've got to... There, this plays my play. This plays my play. Michael. No, 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 no. This ain't scissor. This ain't the weekend. My man is your man. Is her man too. This ain't none of that. Your gap is your gap. Your man is your man. Your zone is your zone. Be accountable to where you are and make the tackles when folks get there. Make the tackle when people get there. That's that's going to be vitally important. I don't want to put too much pressure to say y'all need to be perfect. But you need to be good at wrapping up uh, wrapping up ball carriers. That needs to happen. Before you go to create a turnover, get the tackle secured. First man, hold him up. Second, third man, do the stripping, raking, all that good stuff. Get the tackle secured. Because not only is Sean Tucker their leading rusher, he's their third leading receiver. Okay, he's, he's going to have the most touches. Yeah. With that in mind, if you are in a situation where you're missing a lot of tackles, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. That carrier dome is going to be ruckus. It's going to be loud. It's going to be jam-packed. They're going to be going crazy. And this is my fourth and final one. Normally, I do three and three. But for this game, like I said, the defense needs to show up in a big way. Get them behind the sticks. Get them behind the sticks. Seven or more first down plays of three yards or less. Now, let me tell you why this is a little bit easier than it sounds. Number one, Syracuse, while they have an extremely high completion percentage, if we stop them from running the ball, okay, and we make them complete passes on the early downs, if they are throwing incompletions on first down, congratulations, we've already kind of gotten a good chunk of the way there. On top of that, it's about stopping Sean Tucker. It's about stopping this running game early. That's what this is about. If we can stop the run game early, get them behind the sticks, we're going to be in the same way that I said our offense needs to get on schedule, the exact opposite needs to happen for, for the Orange. That's the only way this thing happens. That's the only way we go up to the Carrier Dome and come back victorious. Uh, if we find ways to get them off schedule, get them off schedule, get them behind the sticks, get them where – Schrader has to be a traditional drop-back passer. That's how you win. That's the moment where you win. When you let Dino and the crew get creative, when you let them into a bunch of short-yarded situations, that's the problem. And, and I'm going to say this. This is a team that every FBS team that they play, I'm sorry, every Power 5 team that they play, they played extremely close. Literally, the difference of a field goal in two games against other FBS teams. So this is a good Syracuse team. They're undefeated in the Week 6. That says something, but it, there's, they're pliable. They're pli- I'm sorry, Louisville, they, they beat the brakes off Louisville. So every game they played against Power 5 wasn't close. But this is a pliable team. This is a team you can, you can do some things with them now. You can do some things with them. So I, I think that the Wolfpack have a chance here. I'm going to give you my prediction. 
right after the word from our local sponsors here. All righty. So the time has come. And let me review these Kim's keys before I give you my prediction. Less than three pre-snap, or I'm sorry, less than six penalties and five loss of yards plays on first downs for the offense. Stay on schedule. Um, QB play needs to be serviceable, 55-plus QBR. Again, just a smidge above average, just a hair above average. Give the defense some time to rest. No more than three, three and outs. Sean Tucker in this running game must be stopped. Less than 4.5 yards per carry. And there needs to be a, a mitigation or elimination of big plays. No more than three 20-yard-plus plays. Finish the tackles. No more than eight missed tackles. And get them behind the sticks. Seven or more, three-yard or less gains on first down. All right? So my prediction for this game, I think it'll be ugly. I think it'll be mucky. I think it'll be uh, um, nasty. And, yes, it's going to be an indoor game. I know that. I'm saying ugly and mucky from a standpoint of just a physical – hard nose, grind it out, who can hold on to the rope longest type of game. And in that type of game, I think that I've got the Wolfpack winning 16-14. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But I think that the Wolfpack have just enough. I think we get just enough. I think our defense shows up, pitches a lights-out game outside of a, a drive or two or a couple of plays, or maybe our offense turns the ball over and puts them in a bad position. But I think that our defense does just enough by the hairs of our chinny-chin-chins to get us a win. Thank you all so very much for coming out. Y'all enjoy the game today. Be safe if you're traveling up to Syracuse, even if you're watching from the uh, comfort of your own home, wherever you're watching the game from. Be safe. Enjoy yourself. Peace and love, y'all. And as always, go Pack. Our Locked On Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 